the way that I look does not take away from my intelligence. Like just because I come into the lab with neon orange nails does not mean I don't know how to take this instrument apart and put it back together to fix it. Hi everyone. Thanks for checking into the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, a space designed to inspire and highlight the stories of women of color in graduate school who are prioritizing their overall health and wellness while pursuing higher education. My name is Angela and I'm your host. Let's get started. So, hey, Sharana, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there the best I can at the end of the semester. So. Oh, I miss those days. Yeah, it's, it's, it's stressful, but I'm trying my best. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to say thank you for being here on the podcast. I'm excited to talk with you more about like self-care in your life um, after graduate school. So for folks who don't know who you are, I wonder if we could start off with you just telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you studied and what you're doing now that you've graduated. Sure. So my name is Sharana and I work full-time as a forensic scientist. Um, for undergrad, I went to the University of New Haven it's up in New Haven, Connecticut, and I actually double majored. So I majored in forensic science and chemistry when I was there. Graduated from there in 2012, worked full-time for a few years just as a quality control chemist. Um, and then I wanted to get back into forensic specifically. So I moved to Philly, went to Thomas Jefferson University and got a master's in forensic toxicology. Graduated from there in 2017 and then got my job that I have now as a forensic scientist in 2018. And I've been there ever since. Awesome. Now that's super impressive. Um, okay. So in all of those experiences, what was your relationship like to self-care? Self-care. So undergrad, I didn't really know what that was. Like I didn't really do anything for self-care besides like hanging out with friends, you know, going to the mall, kind of trying to take breaks from classes and things. Um, but it wasn't really something that was like focused on or really talked about a lot when I was an undergrad. It wasn't until I got to grad school that I realized just how important it was to make it a priority. Um, undergrad, you're kind of just like balancing classes, figuring out what it's like to like not be living at home, doing things on your own, things like that. Whereas a master's, and because I took a three-year gap between undergrad and my master's, um, I think I had a better handle and a better idea of just how independent the work was going to be. I didn't really know much about master's programs before I went in. So getting there and then realizing like, you're basically on your own. It's not like undergrad at all was kind of a shock to me. Um, and I think that making sure that I prioritized self-care throughout the, that two-year program really, really was important and was like the main way that I was able to even make it through that program in the first place. Because I think if I had prioritized that, I like I struggled a little bit through grad school, but if I hadn't taken the time to prioritize self-care throughout it, I don't know if I would have finished. Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting to think about the difference between like undergrad and like grad school, because like nobody, nobody really talks about this, right? But because we, we get to master's program, it's like, oh, you're, you gotta figure everything out, right? <laughs> um, so it really forces you to figure out what you need, um, not only as a student, right? But as an adult, you know, trying to navigate the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know for sure, like, when I was working that job in between, um, I coming out of undergrad, didn't really think about self-care as a priority um, besides hanging out with friends. But after college, you know, you and your friends kind of split up, you go back to your home state, move to a new state. So I wasn't as close with them where what I did for self-care in undergrad, going to the mall, hanging out at each other's dorm rooms and things you can't really do once you graduate, you know? Um, so working there and not really having a self-care like routine or, or 
tips or hobbies or anything wasn't an issue at first. It wasn't until a couple of years in, maybe like a year and a half into that job that I started getting really burnt out. And I didn't know, I didn't know that was a name for it. And I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, I'm too young to be feeling like this. Something's wrong. <laughs> and actually a coworker said, oh, maybe you should try doing yoga. It'll help you de-stress and all that stuff. And uh, once I started doing that and like purposely, I'm going to leave work on time, you know, cause it was the culture was everyone stayed late. You know, you get there, you stay late. You're doing all this work. You're doing other people's work. Other people are putting their work on you. It was a lot. Um, so having her kind of recommend, hey, maybe you should try yoga. Um, and it forced me to leave work on time so I could make it to the classes on time. That alone was like, oh, wait, I can put myself first. I can say no to work and say, no, I'm leaving on time today. And I'm doing something for myself afterward. Um, it helped me not have to get stuck in traffic as much like when I was leaving work just because of the timing of when I was driving. I would take, I mean, I lived like 45 minutes away from my job. So it was just like long commute there, long commute back, stuck in traffic once they started doing construction. It was just a lot. So working in between undergrad and grad school is what kind of helped jumpstart my self-care routine and prioritizing self-care. Um, and then getting to grad school, it really kicked in and was like, oh yeah, that thing you did a couple of years ago, you have to keep doing that all the time now because it's totally different. You know, you're not living at your parents' house. You're not living in a dorm around other people. I was in an apartment on my own um, for the first time, you know, four hours away from family. So didn't have a job for the first like eight months of grad school. So it was just Sadly, I was charging everything on a credit card because I didn't want to work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just, it was a lot to try to balance and figure out while also being in this master's program that the program I went to was brand new at the time. I'm one of the first people to graduate completely through that two-year program. So yeah, <laughs> it so was just were, a lot to kind of. Yeah. So it sounds like they were probably figuring out the kinks of the program at the same time that you were going through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, that is stressful. That is a lot to deal with. Um, especially for someone like I've never had a master's before. I've never gone for my master's before. I've never been in grad school. So like, I don't know what I'm doing either. Mm -hmm. And then to get there and expect a little bit more guidance and they don't know what they're doing. It was kind of just like, what's happening, <laughs> you know, like what is going on? So I think that, I mean, I made that decision because I really wanted the master's in forensic toxicology specifically. So I knew it would be worth it in the end. I just didn't realize there was going to be that much kind of up in the air. We're figuring it out as we go along, you know, all together. <laughs> I didn't think there was going to be that much of that as I was going through it. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I feel for you and I pre I'm glad that you made it through. <laughs> um, I was just going to mention something that you said previously. I like the fact that you said that like, I couldn't necessarily, I didn't know the word for burnout, right? But I knew that I was feeling this thing right and I knew that it didn't feel right and so I think sometimes it's like important just to like say what we do know right and to like express it to someone because some sometimes other people can can name it or like be our mirrors um for things that we can't name ourselves yeah exactly yeah 100% I was just like the only way that I remember I could put it into words was that <clears throat> it was that feeling of like you know maybe you hear your parents or like someone who's older who's been working at their job been at the same job for like 15, 20, 25 years. And they're just like stuck in a rut, go to work, come home, go to work, come home. And that's it. And they're like miserable every single day with their job, but they have to work and they feel like they're stuck. And that's just all they know. And that's just all they're doing. That's how I felt. And I was just like, I am not 50 something years old. I am like 
23. <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm stuck in a rut and miserable and hating my job and hating commuting and like everything sucks. And I'm this, I'm too young to be feeling like this. I don't know what's going on. So just expressing it in that way, my coworker was like, oh, hey, that's burnout. You need to go do something for yourself. What are you doing for self-care? What are your hobbies? What, you know? So she really helped to like pull that out for me, which I'm so thankful for. Yeah, no, I think it's awesome to have people like that in your life continually uh, who can call you, <laughs> call you out on stuff. Um, so how did, you know, having a hobby and like having that framework, right? From when you were working, how did that, framework help you as a master's student and did it impact your studies at all or relationships so (laughs) I think that doing it and figuring it out when I was working and still living at home not having as many bills to pay definitely helped when I rolled over into doing my master's living away from home um because otherwise I feel like if I hadn't had that kind of background knowledge of let me figure out what hobbies I like to do let me figure out what you know, exercise I like to do. I mean, exercise is kind of a bad word to some people, but it does help you feel better. It does help you de-stress, you know? You just have to find something that you like to do. And for me at the time, I really liked doing yoga. So being able to do that when I was working full-time actually helped because then when I did move away and I went for my master's, I knew that that was something I could fall back on. It felt very familiar and I was comfortable with it. So even if I couldn't find a yoga studio that was near me or I couldn't afford it at the time, I was able to just go on YouTube and find yoga videos, you know, hit up five below and get like a $5 yoga mat and just be in my apartment doing something that I was comfortable with, that I was very, very familiar with, that I knew that I liked to do and that I knew would help me. Um, and it really helped, especially when it came to my studies. Um, I'm, I didn't go for a PhD. I'm not kind of not interested in it right now, but especially just my master's in general, like it's a lot, you know, it's, it was a full two-year program. You don't get summer breaks. I think we had a couple of weeks for Christmas, but that was it. Um, and I think knowing that I had something I could fall back on at any time, it didn't take a lot of time commitment. I didn't have to go somewhere separately. I didn't have to pay a lot of money for it. I could just put on a YouTube video. I didn't even have to change clothes. I mean, you can do yoga and jeans, depending on what yeah. you're doing. <laughs> I knew I could just like put all my stuff to the side for a minute. If I was feeling really stressed or like stuck on a problem, just, you know, you've been doing work for so long and your brain just wants to shut down. I knew I could put all that to the side and then go do a little bit of yoga. I could go watch TV. I could paint my nails, you know, some of those things that I had figured out that I liked to do in undergrad and at my job when I was living at home, I could do those things and it would help me to kind of relax, de-stress, take a break before I got back into my studies. And it kind of helps to clear your head too. You know, sometimes you're working on a problem for so long and you kind of get stuck and you just have to walk away for a minute. Just being able to walk away and then come back would help me to clear my head and be able to figure out what the answer was. Mm -hmm. I like that idea of adapting your hobbies, right? It might not look like the yoga class, but you can still, you know, pivot and use the resources that you have. Sometimes you got to do what you have to do, right? Um, So I I really, you know, it's a call to be resourceful uh, to folks. so you mentioned painting your nails as one of the things that you like to do. And that's actually how I found your Instagram page. Um, and so I was wondering if you could say a little bit more about like what inspired you to start your website and to start your Instagram page. Yeah, so I that is one of the hobbies that I've had since I was little. <laughs> um, I, you know, you have friends that are like playing in makeup and doing their nails. And my mom was like, you're not wearing makeup, but you can do your nails. So ever since I was younger, I've always loved painting my nails. I always do like the brightest colors. I, I do neutrals every now and then, but I'm more of like 
give me neons, give me stripes, <laughs> give me bright purple, you know. Um, so that's something that I've always loved to do. And I actually started Instagram. I had a personal Instagram, but I started this one originally because I was doing network marketing in grad school and it was for a nail company. So I was like, they have all these cool products. Oh my gosh. Like, this is so interesting. Look at my manicure. I just wanted to show off my nails. And I was like, my friends are going to get sick of me if I keep putting that on my regular Instagram. Let me just make a separate one <laughs> to show off all these cool nail products that I'm trying and that I'm using. And, you know, it was nice because at the time I could make a commission off my sales, which helped in grad school. So I was like, oh, make a little extra money on the side. Like it was great. Um, I don't work with that company anymore. Um, some people are very opposed to network marketing. I think it's hit or miss depending on the company you choose and the culture and everything. So I'm not opposed to it. I'm just not in it anymore, but I still love doing my nails. So I kind of pivoted and adapted my Instagram from just being about that company and just my nails to sharing more about myself just in general, you know, working as a woman in STEM, working as a forensic scientist, balancing being somebody who works in a scientific field with that self-care like you're talking about and showing like we can do both like I can be a scientist and still have cute nails you know I can be a scientist and still put on makeup and get my cute earrings and like get dressed up you know so even right now like we have to wear masks and face shields and it's like all right so let's go with mascara and eyeliner and earring like you can express yourself in different ways and you don't have to pick just one side or the other and that's something that I've always really been passionate about because I feel like especially in science fields you kind of hear scientists and you probably think of like someone who looks like Einstein, like old white guy with crazy hair and glasses and a nerd. And that's it. And it's like, yeah, those people are in the field too, but we don't all look like that. You know, we don't want to drop all of our hobbies and only do science 24 seven. Like when I'm not at work, sometimes I might do something that's related to science. You know, I'm in forensics, so I've always been interested in true crime. So yeah, I'm probably watching a true crime show or like listening to a true crime podcast, but that's not what I'm always doing. You know, sometimes I just want to have fun. I just want to dress up and, you know, do something that I enjoy doing that has nothing to do with science. And I think that we should be able to show both of those sides of ourselves as women in STEM and to help to show the new, you know, generation of girls coming up throughout school that it's okay to do both. You know, so that's one thing that I, once I kind of pivoted my Instagram, I feel like I've gotten a lot more of a community instead of just like, hey, look at my nails. It's more of, hey, this is something I enjoy doing. Hopefully I'm inspiring you to do something that you enjoy doing also. You know, if, if it is painting your nails, great. But if it's not, find the thing that you love to do and continue doing that. Make that a priority while you're going through school, while you're going through your job, because that is self-care too. And it's so important us to really remember to keep doing those things no I absolutely love that message and the, the idea behind your page and I get I guess I get kind of jealous sometimes because I'm not in STEM but I love this idea um like this is what a scientist looks like and then you see like team Corey with the crop tops on and she's going to carnival and like you're painting nails and you know people have froze and I'm just like wow like y'all are changing what it's like for me like <laughs> I think it's awesome and I think that's so important. Like, even if it's not somebody who's in STEM, like there's a lot of these, I mean, you're going for your PhD. That is major. Are you kidding? <laughs> so like, even that it's like, this is what a PhD student looks like. This is what a PhD candidate looks like. Like we don't all look the same. Yes. You're focused on your studies and that's kind of your whole life. I'm assuming, but like you still take breaks. You still do things for fun on the side and you should be able to enjoy those things too. And to talk about those things too. So 
yeah, I'm I'm so glad that I found that community on Instagram of women in STEM and this is what a scientist looks like. And I mean, I I honestly think if I had that community when I was going through grad school myself, I might not have struggled as much because at the time, I mean, there were three people in my program. I'm the only black person. I'm the only woman. So <laughs> um, forensic, there are a lot of women in forensics now, which is great, but there's not a lot of black people in forensics that I've seen just like in my area. Um, so just having that connection right there, even if it's not specifically forensics, just having that connection with someone of like, hey, I went through that too. Here's what I did. Or, hey, just checking on you. Have you had any water today? <laughs> When's the last time you ate? Like having someone who can check in on you, who knows what you're going through is so, so, so crucial. And like I said, if I had had that during my own grad program, like during my own master's, I don't think I would have struggled as much as I did. So if I can kind of give back and be that for somebody else, that's what I'm here for. That's what I want to be able to do. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I agree with you. If I had a community, like if Instagram was around a, a thing, you know, maybe when I was an undergrad <laughs> or earlier on in my, in my PhD program, I think I would have been in a very different situation, but here we are. We're, we're <laughs> making space for those who are <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more about nails. Cause I've talked to a few people, you know, I was like, well, what do you do for yourself? What do you like to do? And they're like, oh, I like to get my nails done, but I can't keep it up or I don't have the money for it. Or like, I don't have the time to go back to the salon. Um, and then during quarantine, I've actually started doing like these gel stickers. I'm like slightly mm -hmm. obsessed with them. So I want to talk to you a little bit as the nail expert on the show. Um, so for grad students, um, let's kind of start here. Um, what suggestions do you have for grad students who want to like have manicured nails, but are on a strict budget? Okay. I would say it's going to take practice, but if it's something that you enjoy doing or you get, you know, have fun with or helps you to de-stress, it's going to be totally worth it. I don't think I've been to a nail salon since like senior prom like I think that's the last time I had my nails done at a salon was like senior prom with the acrylic the tips and the, the whole thing ever since then, I've always been the type that's like I'm just gonna do it myself because why should I pay someone else to do this when I can just do it myself I'm a very DIY person almost to a fault but it's fine <laughs> so what I would say is if you low budget you're not trying to do a lot doing your own nails is actually a very very good inexpensive hobby to have Nail polish usually doesn't cost too much money between five and $10, maybe up to 15, depending on the brand that you're getting, but you can get pretty good nail polishes at the drugstore for like legit, like five bucks. So you don't have to spend a lot of money up front. Um, finding, you know, I mean, some brands even make little minis so you can get like a smaller size and just try those. You get a bunch of different colors and little minis because who is actually going to finish? I don't know if I've ever actually finished an entire bottle of nail Same. polish. Just stick with if you want to save money like <laughs> um and like I would say the essentials is just it's practicing you know watch those YouTube videos to figure out if you want to do different styles and nail art and things um get a decent nail file that's the one thing that's helped me a lot is using a glass nail file instead of the little like emery boards because the glass one actually helps it's like more gentle on your nails so it doesn't tear them up as much um I deal with my nails peeling pretty badly um it happens when I'm stressed it happens just all the time so getting a decent nail oil because that'll help to keep your nails moisturized so that way they are flexible and they don't break as easily um, because your nails are kind of a balance of like water. They're made of keratin, but they have like water um, and different oils that help to hold those layers of your nails together. 
So if your nails are too dry, they're gonna be brittle and they'll separate. So you need to add that oil back in to be able to help keep them hydrated so that way they're healthier. So getting a decent nail oil, which again, you can get at the drugstore. Um, jojoba oil is excellent for your nails. It actually, jojoba oil is the, cl- I'm getting scientific. I'm no, sorry, I, but- I never <laughs> Jojoba oil is actually the closest oil to your body's natural sebum that it makes, like that your body naturally makes. So if you put jojoba oil on your skin or your nails, it'll actually soak in, whereas other oils might just sit on the surface. So it might moisturize like on the top, but it's not soaking in to like actually deeply moisturize your nails and skin. So if you get something like jojoba oil and use that as a nail oil or hand oil or mix it in your hand lotion, whatever, to keep your hands moisturized, it kind of works a little bit better than some of the other lotions and oils that are out there. So get a good oil, get a decent, uh, like a glass nail file. Like I said, those you can actually rinse off and keep using them over and over again. So you do end up saving money instead of buying new nail files every what couple of weeks or whatever oh, wow. you can just keep the glass months and months yeah and then you know grab whatever nail polish colors you like find some at the drugstore get a decent base coat that way it makes your manicure last longer because if you don't use a base coat it may not last as long some people have good luck with it I don't <laughs> I need a base coat because just my nail chemistry works better having a base coat underneath it um but yeah I mean you can definitely find good stuff at the drugstore you don't have to get a lot of they do make really good like high-end nail polishes that do cost a little bit more money. Um, but if you're on a budget, stick with the drugstore, wait for those coupons, wait for that target sale, <laughs> stock up when you can, and then just pull up YouTube videos and start practicing. Oh, that's, that's super helpful. I actually, so I really like OPI and I found them at like Marshall's, like, you know, right at the yeah. checkout counter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Get those just um oh one other thing I would suggest is if you do have nail polish that's like starting to get kind of thick maybe you've had it for a while and it's not going on as smooth don't add nail remover I've heard like oh Pinterest tip add a little drop of nail polish remover to help thin it out if you do that too much it breaks down the formula of the nail polish and then it won't work they actually make nail polish thinner that you can buy at CVS and you add a couple drops of that and it's the same ingredients that are normally in nail polish. So it doesn't break it down over time. It just helps to thin it out if it's gotten too thick and then shake it up really well. And then you should be able to smooth it out and like save old nail polishes that you might have. This is great. Like I, <laughs> I have a whole bag of nail polish and I'm just like, I don't know what to do with this. Go to CVS, get you that nail polish thinner add like a couple of drops, shake it up for a while, and then see if that works for you. Awesome. No, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so a kind of a related question. So you gave us some suggestions on where to go to get nail polish, but I know um, on your page, like sometimes you have the neons and the ombres and the black owns. Where do you go <laughs> to find like the latest and greatest nail polishes? Or what brands do you like? Uh, yeah, I honestly, Instagram, it's wild, but especially with COVID, like I don't want to leave my house. I have to, because of work. Like mm-hmm. I don't have a lab in my house, so I can't work from home. So like I have to leave all the time, but I'm not really going out places um, as much as I might use, might've used to, but yeah, social media going on Instagram, Pinterest is really good too, if you're looking for inspiration, but Instagram has really helped me figure out new brands to try. Um, brands have actually found me through my Instagram account. Like the, there's a nail, nail polish brand called Zoya that's sold. I think they have it in like Target and Ulta. 
they found my Instagram and was like, oh, we love what you're doing. Self-care is women in STEM. Can we send you a package? And I was like, you're sending me PR? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I was so hyped. So like, that's actually one of the colors I'm wearing now because I was like, let me swatch it. Let me take the pictures and do the whole thing. And it's really good polish. And I, I think I've tried this brand. Like I had a couple colors from them legit like six years ago that I just found probably on clearance at Target <laughs> and was like, okay, this is a cute color, whatever. But I didn't used to pay attention to brands that much. But now I'm really like, oh, okay. Which brands have really good brushes that smooth out your nails nicely? Which brands dry really fast? Because I'm impatient and always smudge my nails. So I'm like, I need it to dry ASAP because I'm going to mess it up. Okay. <laughs> Which ones have really cool colors? Or especially last year when Black Lives Matter like exploded over the summer, I was like, I'm not supporting any Black-owned nail polish brands. This is not okay. We're over here telling everyone else to go and support and I'm not even supporting. So like, let me take a step back and fix myself, you know? So I actually just found a brand it's called Triple O Polish. It's run by a Black woman named Samantha down in Texas. And what's really cool about her brands, it's she makes it all in her garage. So like super small business. Her colors are so unique and she names each of the colors after something that's been based in African culture. So you're learning something about African culture while you're buying nail polish. And on her Instagram, she even does little reels of things where she teaches you the history behind this nail polish color name or this, you know, person or this tribe or whatever. She's teaching you that at the same time. And then it's like, and by the way, here's a nail polish that I named after that city or that person, you know? So I've learned so much from her. <laughs> um, it's just definitely Instagram, following other Instagram, um, like nail bloggers, people that are swatching these colors and then just trying things out. I mean, I, now that I'm not in grad school anymore and I have a legit like big girl job, <laughs> I can afford to like try a couple here and there. So if I find a brand that I like, or I want to try, I'll order like a couple. I try to hit the free shipping you know, cut off because I don't want to pay for shipping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll like, oh, I'll get like a couple of these from this brand, try it out, take some pictures, you know. Um, and then showing it off on my blog and my Instagram has actually, like I said, it's helped other brands to find me, which is not what I was expecting at all, but I'm here for it. So <laughs> it's, no, been, it's been a lot. Awesome. That, that is, I just learned so much from that. <laughs> <laughs> and, man, nail polish is so much more, more than I thought it was. Um, yes people don't realize it's like oh you just paint your nails that's cute I'm like no you don't understand like this this is like a whole thing like mm -hmm. it's so much fun. and I think a lot of it too is like taking care of your nails because it's one thing if you just want to paint them do the acrylics do the gels whatever walk away like that's fine but I I personally prefer to have my natural nails as healthy as they possibly can be so if I'm gluing a bunch of stuff on them that's probably not the best for my natural nail underneath if I'm you know trying gels and then I'm taking it off I remember I used to wear gel polish all the time but the way I removed it was literally destroying my nails so I was like well I want healthy nails so I need to find a way to wear nail polish that's like regular polish that doesn't mess up my nail health or I, if I do wear gel how do I remove it safely without damaging my nails so once I started getting into that and then of course I had to throw the science in of like what's the science of nail polish what's the science of like nail health you know then I was just like oh this is like a whole new world that I never even knew was here and now I'm in you know 
no, I, I have one foot in now too. I think it's interesting though to hear you talk because it seems like everything's so interrelated, right? If you're making sure you're drinking your water, if I'm making sure I'm moisturizing my hair with the oils, the, that oil is going to get on my hands and it's going to moisturize my nails. Right? Yeah. I, I love, I, I, I love that. Awesome. Okay. I feel like there's a lot more to be said. Um, <laughs> um, do you have any like final remarks about nail care that you think grad students should know about? We're going to go to the lightning round after this, but I just, I didn't want to talk a lot. <laughs> um, I think when it comes to nail care, just figure out what you like to do for you. Don't, if you like the trends, go for it. If you don't want to follow the trends, don't. You know, find what works for you, find the nail shape that works for you. If you want to paint your nails, if you want to do the nail art with like polka dots and stripes and all that kind of thing, go for it. Um, you know, the one thing that I really like, especially that I've learned so much, that's being embraced so much on Instagram right now, especially within that women in STEM community and the this is what a scientist looks like, is like the way that I look does not take away from my intelligence. Like just because I come into the lab with neon orange nails does not mean I don't know how to take this instrument apart and put it back together and fix it. You know what I mean? So I think that if you are interested in doing your nails and keeping them healthy or just painting them cool colors or whatever it is that you're interested in doing when it comes to your nails, that is not going to take away from who you are as a person and what you do as a job. It doesn't make you any less intelligent. Don't let anybody tell you that it does because it doesn't. You know, same thing with your hair, same thing with what you're wearing, if you're the way you're dressed, like maybe don't go to work in a bathing suit, but like <laughs> you can express your personality in whatever way you choose to do it. And it does not take away from who you are or how smart you are. And I think that's something that is being more embraced now than it ever has been. So go for it. If you want to do that, don't worry about what anyone else says, just go for it. Find what works best for you and keep going. Yes, I love that. I love it. And do it with the fly as now as possible. Yes. <laughs> okay. Also, on that note, we're going to move to the lightning round. So just say the first thing that comes to your head. So the first question is, if you could, please give us three words to describe wellness in graduate school. Balance, uh, necessary, and easier than you think. That's not one word, but like- hyphenated. <laughs> yeah little dashes in there that there you go there you go we, we, we're doing new things over here all right um the second question is what are two invaluable resources that have helped you in your wellness journey two invaluable resources I hate to say it again but Instagram you know meeting these different people mm -hmm. um and my coworkers, because having coworkers that actually know what you're going through and understand and you can kind of bounce ideas off of is one of the best things about my job. Mm -hmm. No, I love it. Like both of those kind of dealt with like community and people and connection. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. one word, there you go, community. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's some things, so that's, that's it right there, community. <laughs> awesome. Um, and so the last one, I think you kind of hit on it, um, but the last part of the lightning round was to ask you for one piece of advice for listeners who are primarily women of color in graduate school. So what one gym, additional gym, could you offer us? I would say women of color in grad school, kind of like what I said before, don't let anyone tell you that the way that you're dressed or the way that you express yourself takes away from your intelligence. Um, but also like, don't be afraid to ask for help. I know that was something that I 
struggled with and kind of still do sometimes. Like we almost get this superwoman, like I have to do everything. I have to do it on my own. If I ask for help, then, you know, that means that you can say that, oh, you only got that because of me, which I have a hard time with. So I'm like, well, I won't ask you for help that. Find a way to break that chain of thought. It's not going to be easy at all, but find a way to start breaking that. Realize that you're thinking that way. Try to start breaking it. And then don't be afraid to ask for help, whether that's when you're in school, asking your, your professors if you don't understand something, instead of doing like me and waiting until finals and then realizing you have to drop the class because you're going to fail. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, ask for help ahead of time, you know, ask your, your classmates for help. If there's tutoring options, find a way to get help there. If you're at work, you know, you're already like in grad school, but like working as a TA or whatever at the same time, ask for help. If you've got too much on your plate, see if you can delegate out, see if you can take something off yourself, just ask for help and don't be ashamed of asking for help. There's nothing wrong with it. You are no less of a person. You are no less worthy because you ask for help. It'll actually help you through and be less of a struggle on you if you can get help from someone else along the way. That's a word. That, that's a word <laughs> in itself. Um, okay. <laughs> so if people want to ask for help and want to learn more about nail care and beauty in, as a woman in STEM, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram. That is at Sharana Darcel. So S-H-A-R-A-N-A-D-A-R-C-E-L. You can also check out my blog. It's just SharanaDarcel.com. Um, I haven't been as active over there. Just I recently moved and there's a lot going on, but I'm trying to get back into it. So you can check me out over there. I have links to all of my social medias and all the things. Um, and I also have a YouTube channel that I just started. So I like doing, like I said, I work in forensics. I'm interested in true crime. So I do a little series on Tuesdays where I take a true crime story and then break down the science behind it. And then sometimes I also take a beauty product and break down the science behind that. So just science all over the place. But if you're looking for one specific place to find all that information, go to my Instagram. Awesome sauce. So I will link all of that in the show notes. I will see you on Instagram. I'll be following um, and learning a little bit more about science. Um, so Sharana, it was great. Absolutely great talking with you today. Um, thank and you. thank you. Thank you for being so, so here. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was, this was so much fun. Same here. All right. Take care. That's all I have for you on this episode. I hope that you heard something that inspires you along your wellness journey. And if so, share it with a friend. Until next time, take care.